0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Virtual Legality. I'm your host Richard Hogue, managing member of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan, and the topic on everyone's lips—the question that I'm asked most frequently—is how is that Xbox Microsoft purchase of Activision Blizzard King doing? Can we expect it soon? Is there any way that we can know whether it will go through any more today than we did yesterday? And most days, I have to answer that question with, no, this is the quiet part of a transaction of this type. And if you aren't familiar with what we're talking about at all, please do go check out our 25-video playlist, Microsoft Times Activision, in which Microsoft tech titan that they are is engaged in the biggest deal in video game history, purchasing Activision Blizzard, or trying to, for just under $70 billion. But as you can tell from the thumbnail, the reason I am talking to you all today is that I feel that the chances for this deal, which I already thought was likely to go through, you can check the tape on that, just became even more likely to go through because of some of the news items that have occurred in the past couple of days. Now, you may have been with us for an earlier video we did called Microsoft Goes Neutral in which I used a Futurama screenshot there to highlight the neutrality of what Microsoft was promising and Microsoft was making this promise to a union by the name of the Communication Workers of America and they promised to not do things to dissuade the employees of Activision Blizzard King from joining a union. Most likely CWA, because the Raven Quality Assurance workers have already signed on with CWA. CWA was who put forth the petition cards late last year to try to get more unionization efforts going at Activision Blizzard. And most notably, CWA was one of the signatories, one of the participants in a letter that went to the Federal Trade Commission earlier this year that effectively told the chairwoman of the Federal Trade Commission, hey, pay close attention to this deal because we're concerned about the effects that it will have on the labor supply of video game developers accusing Microsoft of effectively developing what is called in economics a monopsony and we talked about it at length in this playlist you can go check out those videos if you're more interested in that but suffice it to say CWA which remember is a union organization that is interested in having people in unions said look when Microsoft buys Activision there will be fewer buyers of video game services And they will start to have control over what the labor market looks like in video games. Now, we'll see that, again, reflected in today's news item. I think it's a very difficult case to make. And it's a difficult case to make in the antitrust context. We'll talk about that as well. But what's most important to Microsoft right now is that they have effectively put down their sword and dropped this particular complaint. Now, we kind of knew this was going to happen even when the Microsoft goes neutral video was made because in that press release, which happened in the first couple of weeks of June, CWA goes out and says the agreement, the neutrality agreement that they're entering into with Microsoft addresses CWA's previous concerns regarding the acquisition of Activision. And as a result, we support its approval and look forward to working collaboratively with Microsoft after this deal closes. So we knew that Microsoft had purchased in some respect, and that sounds like a little bit of a negative word, but I mean that in the nicest way possible. They had done something for CWA to convince them to put down that sword, and that was entering into this agreement that CWA feels is substantive, important, and binding, and will allow more Activision Blizzard employees to join unionization efforts, especially after the deal goes through so a little bit of quid pro quo there right it doesn't take effect before then because microsoft doesn't own them but microsoft promises to have this neutrality agreement in place once activision is purchased which from the perspective of cwa is undoubtedly better than the current state of affairs because the activision board and activision management has used every tactic that they could to halt the raven quality assurance uh testers efforts to unionize And CWA will mention that in the letter that we look at today, because this press release is nice. We knew this kind of in the back of our heads, but CWA still had a letter that went to the Federal Trade Commission, and that was a part of complaints that this acquisition in and of itself would create a labor monopsony and needed to be looked at carefully, which is, as we can all read, kind of coded language for, you should really consider stopping this deal if you can Now, just last week. CWA sent a letter to the Federal Trade Commission formally, along with this very public press release, saying that they support the deal, saying that the Federal Trade Commission should effectively allow it. CWA supports Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard, says their press release. Today, the Communication Workers of America sent a letter to the Federal Trade Commission, which we will look at in just a minute, in support of Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. In light of the groundbreaking labor neutrality agreement between CWA and Microsoft, which provides Activision Blizzard workers with a clear path to collective bargaining. Now, if you're interested in a more substantive take on what is in that groundbreaking labor neutrality agreement, please do check out that earlier neutrality video, because I do go over at least what has been revealed to us at length. Microsoft's binding commitments will give employees a seat at the table and ensure that the acquisition of Activision Blizzard benefits the company's workers and the broader video game labor market, wrote CWA President Chris Shelton. CWA had previously expressed concerns about the impact of the merger on workers and has encouraged the FTC to recognize the importance of collective bargaining in addressing these concerns. The neutrality agreement announced on June 13th reflects a shared understanding of the current obstacles facing workers under today's broken U.S. labor laws. Obviously, this is CWA, as we say, whenever we read press releases or any other statement that goes out in the press, we have to understand the tilt here. Nothing wrong with tilt. Everybody is biased in one way or another. But CWA is a union. It represents unionized workers. It feels that there aren't enough unionized workers in America. And it feels in part that that is because the National Labor Relations Act is quote unquote broken. So you see that editorialization here. These obstacles have been evident in Activision Blizzard, where employees have faced retaliation after advocating for improved working conditions and raising up troubling issues regarding a company culture of sexist and discriminatory practices, pay inequity, workplace harassment, and abuse. CWA has filed a number of unfair labor practice charges with the National Labor Relations Board on behalf of the workers who are organizing for change, and the board announced in May that it found merit to allegations against Activision Blizzard. And... This is alighting the situation a little bit, although the National Labor Relations Board as an entity did have some of its effectively prosecuting attorneys decide that there was something worth looking at and potentially going through the litigation process on those charges. Activision Blizzard, still a little bit unclear how they're going to handle the NLRB side of things. The next paragraph, the CWA says Activision Blizzard is also under investigation by the NLRB for its aggressive attempts to prevent quality assurance testers at its Raven Software Studio from holding a union representation election, which I believe is in fact true, but they're under investigation by the NLRB because the CWA filed a complaint about these things. So at least as read in this press release, it might sound like it's an independently activated investigation by the National Labor Relations Board. That doesn't appear to be the case. It is in fact a CWA complaint, and the National Labor Relations Board reacts as it should by investigating those complaints as they happen. By establishing a free and fair process for Activision Blizzard workers to choose union representation and a pathway to collective bargaining, the agreement sets a framework for other employers within the gaming and tech industries CWA obviously very happy about this agreement this is undoubtedly the arrangement that they had agreed to with Microsoft right Microsoft says hey this is what we're willing to do this is what we put down on paper this is what we are willing to sign you have to back off your complaint to the FTC because well it's hurting our chances of the deal going through. Now, we can also analyze that from a kind of real politics standpoint. People ask me, hey, should Microsoft be concerned about this deal? And I continue to say, we don't actually know what the FTC, what the Federal Trade Commission is going to do for now and in the future. We know what Lena Khan, the chairperson of the FTC has said about expanding the ambit of their regulatory antitrust review powers. We know it's been leaked out Uh, And the FTC has, I think, somewhat confirmed this, that they are looking at things outside of the consumer welfare standard, uh, which, as we've talked about in prior videos in this series, as well as in Apple versus Epic, is the current jurisprudential, the way judges look at the Sherman Antitrust Act, at the Federal Trade Commission, at the review process, everything else that goes into antitrust review in the United States, they look at that and say the Gold standard here is what effect does a merger or acquisition have on consumers? Uh, And the FTC has basically indicated that they're willing to look at things outside of consumers and look at things like the labor market. We're going to look at some sentences that CWA says that says, hey, this will help the labor market. We're going to talk about why that can be intention with the consumer welfare standard just a little bit, but it does mean that the FTC is a bit of a wild card right now. Folks ask me and I have to say, well, look, they're rattling their saber, indicating that they might intend to cause trouble for the Microsoft, Times, Activision deals of the world, but we don't know how much bite goes along with that bark. Clearly, I think, Microsoft believes that there is at least some, right? They don't make a deal like this if they don't think... There's a chance the Federal Trade Commission could throw up roadblocks, put down uh, landmines, whatever it might be, whatever metaphor you prefer to say that the deal is going to have more difficulty going through. Microsoft has for months now looked like they have been engaged in a certain kind of public relations campaign to make themselves look like good guys, like white knights in this deal. And generally, even though this is all supposition, we're not sitting there in the room, that tends to indicate to me That they believe that the Federal Trade Commission could actually do something substantive to either prevent the deal or ask for things on a consent decree basis as a settlement that Microsoft would otherwise be unwilling to give. So instead, Microsoft this summer has been engaged in doing things that it would otherwise be willing to do. Like, Microsoft is okay with this neutrality agreement for whatever reason. You can ascribe that to goodwill or white knighting or good behavior or, you know, cynical, real politicking at the tech titans' offices. However, you think about it, they're willing to do this. They're willing to do the other things that we saw with respect to their App Store uh, agreements that really mirrored Epic and the Coalition for App Fairness. They're willing to do these things and they're doing them in advance in an effort to get the FTC to say, all right, I guess this deal is fine. Now what did the CWA actually say to the FTC? Well, they said much of what they said in their press release, but they also had some digs on Activision. Dear Chair, Khan, and Commissioners, I am writing to provide you an update on the position of the Communications Workers of America on Microsoft's proposed acquisition of Activision Blizzard. As stated in a March 22nd letter to you, signed by CWA and other stakeholder advocates, Labor monopsony is pervasive in our economy today and can be exacerbated by mergers that increase employer market power. Now, in its truest form, monopsony, just like monopoly, would mean one purchaser of something versus one monop- uh, monopoly being one seller of something. So there's no indication that Microsoft is going to be the sole provider of of salaries for game development services in the world, or even in the United States. In fact, it's not even a very compelling argument to me. But it is an argument that these senators and CWA put forth because of course CWA wants more folks to have more collective bargaining powers and be in more unions, and that makes total sense from what they are as an entity. We recognize and appreciate the current commission's commitment to examine labor market impacts of mergers as the FTC and DOJ work to update the merger guidelines, that's all happening behind the scenes as well, that the guidelines that would be used by these entities are being reviewed and are slated to be updated. And then we'll have something more to react to depending on how far they go with that quote-unquote update. Remembering, if you've been with us in the playlist or learning just now, that they aren't the final arbiters of what these statutes that they are using actually say. That if the FTC tries to stop a deal, Microsoft can sue to have it allowed and it will be reviewed by the judiciary with the FTC on one side and Microsoft on the other. It's not FTC's final determination here that will count to kill the deal. Although it certainly can because that's an expensive and time consuming process and the FTC darn well knows that. As the FTC and DOJ work to update those guidelines, we hope the agencies will commit to undertake robust investigations of downstream labor market harms that have been neglected for so long and recognize the critical role that workers countervailing bargaining power can play in balancing the scales. In other words, you've been looking at the consumer welfare standard for how antitrust laws are to be interpreted too much, and you need to start looking at this adjacent but related market in labor services. CWA wrote in our submission to the recent request for comment on how the agencies can modernize enforcement of the antitrust laws regarding mergers, quote unquote, The importance of collective bargaining for mitigating employer market power should be recognized and incorporated in the merger review process that people that make deals should somehow accede to collective bargaining in some fashion that isn't otherwise required of them before the deal is made. Now, again, I don't ever have any problem with somebody advocating for their own position, which CWA is clearly doing here. I personally... Find the antitrust laws to be a fairly poor mechanism for labor control and collective bargaining enforcement and those kinds of things. We have an act for that. It's the National Labor Relations Act. CWA calls that broken, but in general, that's the place that I would put my amendment power if I were actually looking at this issue from a kind of holistic perspective. Instead, CWA rightly sees this review process as a place where the Department of Justice or the Federal Trade Commission could get in there and change some form or function of how the corporations act here and is using that fact to advocate for its position. Now, the other thing I should tell you, if you don't know, if this is your first visit in virtual legality, is that I'm a mergers and acquisitions lawyer. I'm a corporate transactions guy. I do venture capital. I do mergers and acquisitions. I do all those various things that cause uh, Peter to be called a pirate in the classic movie from Steven Spielberg, Hook. I know it's much beleaguered, but you know, hey, Hook, Robin Williams, what can you say? And so if you think negatively about that, you have to incorporate that into your tilt of what I am saying. But I do find the antitrust laws to be a fairly poor vehicle for moving towards these issues of collective bargaining and employee-employer relationships, because realistically, especially in tech markets where people start up companies with very limited startup costs and otherwise succeed to their wildest dreams all the time, there isn't a real monopsony in labor market purchasing power, even from Microsoft. We now support approval of the transaction before you because Microsoft has entered an agreement with CWA to ensure the workers of Activision Blizzard have a clear path to collective bargaining. So they said, hey, look, there should be a requirement to have a clear path to collective bargaining in order for mergers to go through. Microsoft has given that to us. And so we are rescinding our uh, difficulties with this particular deal. Microsoft's binding commitments will give employees a seat at the table and ensure that the acquisition of Activision Blizzard benefits the company's workers and the broader video game labor market. This labor management compact is particularly groundbreaking and important because it reflects a shared understanding that the current labor law regime does not deliver on the rights it professes to guarantee, a shared understanding from Microsoft and CWA of that brokenness in the National Labor Relations Act. Your mileage may vary. The CWA is telling the FTC that this is how Microsoft feels about something. I wonder if Microsoft would agree to that. Workers who seek to form unions in the United States today face severe barriers to exercising basic rights of freedom of association with frequent firings of union supporters well documented but not discouraged through any meaningful consequences, which to me sounds like shade on the National Labor Relations Board. Now, you're talking to the Federal Trade Commission. That's an entirely different body that has a different ambit, a different authority to do different things here with respect to antitrust laws. But you're throwing shade at the National Labor Relations Board and saying, "Okay, FTC, you fix it, as explained by... Emily Neef, a senior motion graphic designer who is part of the workers' organization, a better ABK to the observer. The agreement between Microsoft and CWA is huge and absolutely game-changing. ABK employees will have an easy path to recognition and easier access to collective action. The Activision worker's current path to collective bargaining has been obstructed by management intransigence at every turn. With CWA support, the workers have filed a number of unfair labor practice charges with the NLRB, alleging that Activision executives have prohibited employees from communicating about ongoing investigations of sexual harassment and working conditions and threatened or disciplined employees on account of protected concerted activity. And this is actually an argument that's going on behind the scenes. It'll be interesting to see where the National Labor Relations Board actually comes out on this on the use of social media and what you can do on social media through company computers and and those kinds of things, what resources can be used because employees have the right to concerted activity. They don't have the right to employers' resources. And very often these kinds of things can blend together in an unfortunate circumstance like what is described here. Now, part of the neutrality agreement from Microsoft is saying, hey, we're not gonna get in the way of kind of incidental use uh, of resources, et cetera, et cetera. You can see that summary, as I said, in that earlier video. In May, the NLRB confirmed that it found merit to allegations that Activision Blizzard allegedly threatened employees for discussing working conditions, wages, and ongoing investigations under the guise of an overly broad social media policy. And that is, in fact, the case. The National Labor Relations uh, Board has indicated as a body, again, through those prosecutorial uh, agents, that they're going to go forward against Activision. Activision has the chance to settle or fight it and elevate it to the National Labor Relations Board, et cetera, et cetera. We don't know exactly what's happening behind the scenes there. When quality assurance testers at Activision Blizzard subsidiary Raven Studios sought to form a union and requested voluntary recognition, management refused and instead attempted to stymie workers' ability to achieve certification of their union with multiple aggressive tactics now under investigation by the NLRB. And here's the only paragraph where I kind of uh, take a little bit of a stance against what CWA is saying here. As we talked about as part of this process, voluntary recognition is not at all a requirement. In fact, the actual election process that we saw the Raven quality assurance testers go through is generally considered the gold standard of establishing that a majority of the employees actually want to join that union. Uh, They're already in the midst of a deal with Microsoft. There's any number of reasons why Activision Blizzard's management wouldn't have voluntarily recognized based solely on signature check cards uh, that were submitted to them then they go and say, hey, there's potentially a problem with this particular group. It's a very small portion of a subsidiary of a larger entity. And shouldn't we take into account more holistically the entirety of even a studio that's making a singular product? for us. And you can see me in those videos say there's reason to believe based on prior precedent that Activision Blizzard had a certain amount of validity in that argument. And the National Labor Relations Board wound up going against them on that, but it wasn't a specious claim at all. In fact, if I had to bet on that, I would have given Activision a 51% chance of winning on those terms because of the way video games are made and because it is a process at a singular studio making a singular product. There were any number of reasons why that wasn't a ridiculous stance for them to take. And then, as I mentioned in respect of the press release, they are under investigation by the NLRB, Because CWA asked for them to be investigated by the NLRB, as best I can tell. They only linked to their personal request to have this investigated by the National Labor Relations Board. So if there is an independent investigation, the CWA didn't actually link to it in this letter. Uh, And that's where we leave off. The Raven QA workers persevered, and now they are headed to the bargaining table where they have the ability to exchange proposals, discuss marketing conditions, and share firsthand experiences between workers and management. The outcome will be a better workplace that can lead the industry in high road practices that incorporate worker voice. We can only hope. We definitely hope that the outcome will be a better workplace. We'll see what Activision does. We'll see what Microsoft does. I know there are more cynically-minded folks that look at that neutrality agreement and say, well, that's just a prelude to Microsoft outsourcing these functions. There's going to be redundancy in this deal-making as it stands, so it shouldn't be difficult to use those redundancies to make any number of excuses for Microsoft. I don't know whether that will happen or not. I sincerely hope. That the folks in the QA workers group that voted for a union are well represented by that union and find themselves benefited by that union. I always stand for the premise that the workers themselves should decide whether a union makes sense for them or whether a union-free shop makes sense for them. I will always stand against the journalists or others of the world that deign to tell these other people that live their day-to-day lives which is the correct path for them. And I sincerely hope that CWA is correct here and that they do have a better way of life, a better employment situation, and that high road practices, whatever those might look like, do become something of an industry standard. We'll see. We will see as we watch that. Either way, at least in respect to the CWA and the FTC, it means the CWA is out of this deal. They approve it. FTC, go approve it yourselves. The National Labor Relations Act preamble enshrines in federal law that it is the policy of the U.S. government to encourage the practice and procedure of collective bargaining and protect the exercise by workers of full freedom of association, self organization, and designation of representatives of their own choosing for the purpose of negotiating the terms and conditions of their employment or other mutual aid or protection. Which is true, but seems a little bit of a non sequitur. On the basis of CWA's agreement with Microsoft, Workers can now be assured that this transaction will not undermine that legal principle or the broader antitrust laws pertaining to labor markets. And this is an interesting stolen base here right at the end, right? We've talked about the fact that it is a fight as to whether labor markets and monopsony power and things of that nature are actually in play for an antitrust review by the Department of Justice or the FTC. It has long been the case that they really haven't been. Because they are not the final consumer of whatever goods or services a company is creating. This assumes that they are. The broader antitrust laws pertaining to labor markets. And we'll have to see exactly how that plays out with the FTC. But as it stands right now, what we've got is a situation in which the CWA has removed its barrier to the FTC approving this deal. And that to me seems like a pretty big deal because you've got a labor union now telling Lena Khan at the Federal Trade Commission, there's nothing to be bothered by this particular deal. Maybe we'll save our ammunition or our arrows or whatever it is in our quiver for the next deal that doesn't agree to a neutrality agreement like this. They've also set up a precedent, of course, for how to get them to drop their complaint. This has been Virtual Legality for today. If you like this type of content talking about video games, technology, software, business, and law, please consider supporting the channel. We've got a Utrend, we've got a Patreon, we've got a store, we got YouTube memberships, we've got all that stuff you can check out in the description of this video. Otherwise, just subscribing, upvoting, downvoting, leaving comments, ringing bells, whatever it is that YouTube likes you to do every single little bit helps us grow virtual legality in the conversations we are having here. If you caught this on YouTube, thank you so much for watching. And if you listen to it as a podcast, thank you so much for listening. And I will catch you on the very next episode